Season 2, Episode 6. The truth has a ring to it. Welcome to Starting Now, a Barry podcast presented by CinemaSins. Hello, everybody. This is Starting Now, the Barry podcast. I'm Chris Atkinson with Barrett Scher. Yo! And with Mike Hester. Hey, everybody. I don't know where that yo came from. I don't know. That was... Yeah. <laughs> I think less of you now. Yeah. Reached, reached in for it. I don't, I don't think I can go through with this episode anymore. Yeah. We're going to have to wait another week. Um, right, thanks, everybody. That was the Starting Now that's podcast. Right. There you go. That's right. Uh, episode six of season two. Uh, starts off with a sort of, uh, I guess one of those sort of cold open type of things where you have, uh, the detective that's left over now is the one played by Sarah Burns mm. and, uh, the wife, Loach's wife are in the Quinceanera store and they are looking for the laptop that Loach was, was using. Uh, obviously I guess Loach's laptop has all the stuff on yeah. Barry on it and uh, she's all she, like she's an awful detective i yes, love the actress yes. uh-huh. i love this actress uh but detective may uh is uh is basically like you know oh where would he keep the laptop and then she's like like hitting on Lo- like loach's ex-wife almost mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. i think she's like so you want to go get a beer or something like that yeah. go to you want to go to my practice. softball practice she's <laughs> <laughs> like no <laughs> no yeah and this is the first time we've <laughs> seen her on screen i mentioned that in a previous episode that i think we we had just seen like a photograph or like a quick yeah. shot yeah. or something it's one of those like photoshopped mm-hmm. looking things yeah. where they're like on a beach or something mm-hmm uh she says also may says something to the effect of like uh we're gonna look for one of those groups where your ex-husband kills uh, kills your boyfriend and it's like if there's not one there should be uh, yeah yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah she's just awful awful um once they leave we see we see something get kicked out from one of this pile of stuff that's on the left side of the screen and Barry has gone in there and has gotten the laptop hiding and he still got the blood goatee <laughs> he's hiding between oh, the dresses uh-huh. yeah <laughs> um we we now we now cut over to after the Barry uh title we cut to him and Fuchs in a park do you think we see May again sorry to interrupt I mm. think so I, I think so. I, I mean, it, it further demonstrates the incompetency of the LAPD. Yeah. The fact that she looks in presumably the drawers in the in the desk, and yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't, like, poke around anywhere. It's a small-ass store. It's it not is. like it would and take. there is a human inside. <laughs> yeah. Right next to yeah. The, 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 the question I, I guess they have to ask themselves for third the third season is, is she going to be the one that's in charge during this, you know, and I don't, I guess we don't want to go too much into spoilers, but by the end of this season, there's like a sort of a new beginning thing happening. Do we want her to be the one? And they may just continue to make her sidekick material and then have somebody else that gets promoted. And, you know, by this point we might get somebody like, you know, some big star to play that next it's possible. detective. She is yeah. like you said, she is hilarious. I think she's a comedian. Yeah, she is. Uh she's hilarious and casually hilarious. Like all that stuff 
could have been improv or something like yeah. that. Uh, and may have been, but uh, I hope I hope we do. I hope we do too. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I, I I definitely like her a lot. So um, uh, we go we go to uh, Barry and Fuchs in a park. Uh, they've bought some supplies and everything. And like we said in the last episode, everything about that stabbed in the back and, you know, super glued his back together. And they all, went to Target and took, they care, went to of Target and took care of everything. Yeah, and, and even Fuchs' stuff, like he's got the, the uh, super glue off his hands and everything. He's all patched up on his cheek. Yep. And uh, <laughs> 30 bucks. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, uh fuchs is like hey let's go get some pancakes and uh and barry is he's he, again he's like you know i'm not i don't want to be i don't want to hang out with you anymore and mm-hmm. and uh and uh fuchs is like what did, what did i do what did, name one thing that i did he goes you wore a wire and then <laughs> yeah. and in the in classic fuchs he's like i wore a what <laughs> <laughs> like what i wore a what <laughs> and uh, he's like and barry's like come on come on man you know what you did and uh and uh and then fuchs has has definitely gotten to this like he's definitely planned out like a whole bunch of stuff now that he knows that uh barry's been training the chechens yeah uh he uh they know that it's about this heroin stash that's going on at the monastery he knows all this is going on and he's like who else is going to get this heroin for you if it's (laughs) not me and whatever and he's like He's like, man, Fuchs, this just proves you don't know anything about me. I don't even give a shit about that, mm. you know? And then Fuchs, uh, he's like, Mr. Cousineau gets me. Mr. Cousineau is the one who who, who 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 gets me and everything. And Fuchs thinks for a second and go and goes, well, because you told him, well, first he's like, you told him about Korngall, right? And he's like, yeah, I told him about Korngall. And then he thinks about it and he goes, well, did you tell him about Detective Moss? Mm. Mm-hmm. and it's that huge guilt trip that he usually probably works mm-hmm. uh, uh but you know barry's like no i i didn't and uh, he doesn't need to know about that and you're out of moves by the way and because he doesn't think that there's any way that fuchs is going to find the body or anything like that yeah yeah i mean he does it's 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 another thing that barry self-sabotages yes, himself because i think exactly. he pushes him and so by saying you're out of moves, you're pushing this guy to say, like, I'm going to figure out a way to to undercut you. Yeah. And even if it's just for for spite. But the ultimately, I think that you're going to come back to me. And by doing that, you know, he's he's forcing his hand, basically. And also, why does he have to bring up Cousineau? He doesn't need I to. Know. He's breaking up with this. He he is in this habit. And we saw this a lot in episode five. Or he is telling Fuchs too much. Mm-hmm. He is just used to telling Fuchs everything, and he's not out of that habit. And here he talks about Kusano. Kusano understands me and all of that. God, you don't tell Fuchs that. Well, yeah. and and you you're not. And not only is I mean, at this point, it's not just the fact that Fuchs might be dedicated to finding Detective Moss and all that. I mean, what if there is? What if there was no body? Now you've put a target on Kuzino's back. Uh-huh. Exactly. exactly. I mean, that, exactly. it could be that simple. He could go to Hank. Not that Hank would do this to Barry, but he doesn't know that. Uh, Fuchs could go to Hank and be like, "Let's let's take Kuzino out, or at least capture him and force Barry's hand, and he'll yeah. basically do whatever we want." Exactly. So, uh, so Barry's naivete is just yeah. off the charts. Mm-hmm on this thing at what point do the cops go back to the room again the tv room where we saw in the first season where they're saying we got ryan madison we know what all happened and they're totally wrong Mm. and they come to this and they show that picture of loach 
<laughs> which is God, the saddest, dumpiest picture ever. Yes. Next to the picture of Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie and who just looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a headshot. It's, it's, like, it's his, like, it's his little, IMDb uh, picture. The actual actor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like two-time Olympic champion. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody in the press pool is that two-time Olympic champion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those interactions are great. And they're like, so you can see what happened. Yeah, he's, he's like Loach. Yeah, Loach. Uh, like yeah, th- uh, uh, this guy was uh, was dating uh, Loach's ex wife. So yeah, you can see what happened. Like, everything, yeah. Everything's tied everything up. Is there in a neat little bow? <laughs> Two time Olympic champion. Yeah. Ron yeah. Somebody knows the Taekwondo yeah. gold medal. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the funny thing is. For the most part, they get it right. When all the other times I've gotten it right, totally yeah, wrong, yeah. totally wrong. They understand Loach enough to get it right, but of course they have missed the whole Barry part. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the main the main crux of this episode is that everybody's trying to t- come up with that story that defines them in the acting class, and we start off with uh, Sasha, who tells the th- this is so fantastic. Sasha tells this story about <laughs> how she looked out a window once and saw a horse in London and in London in the scene that defines her that and 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 Cousin, they, there's even a page. Everybody turns a page yes. and there's nothing left. And 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 there's two ways to interpret this one that Sasha is definitely half-assing this this project <laughs> mm-hmm. and intended to do more but didn't. <laughs> yeah. But or but the other thing is and if you listen to everybody else's story, the one guy's got his dad was replaced by aliens. Uh-huh. Uh the 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 other person is smothered her twin in the womb. Yeah. You realize that these people yes, they're they're bad actors, but they also don't have any life experience. They're whatsoever yeah. and they don't have any self-awareness of it either. yeah because maybe this moment this horse moment for for sasha was something important like that's the first thing that she's thought of but she doesn't go any deeper than that it's yeah. literally what is right in front of my eyes and you mm-hmm. it's the, the stuff that she says after because they because kuzino's like is that it you just like it was like it's like well uh and, you know, I saw a horse in, uh-huh. in London <laughs> in a big city. I wasn't, I didn't grow up on a farm like you lot. And, in and, rural areas. In rural areas, yeah. And uh, and then so it, so everybody claps and goes, no, 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 don't clap, don't clap. Now it's just, now it's like you're, you're uh, now it doesn't count or whatever. And they said something like, well, we didn't know it was the end of the, we didn't know yeah, it was the end of the, yeah, we didn't know. Yeah. And she goes, well, you may have not have known what the end of it was, but you knew how important that horse was to me. <laughs> and, and it's just you just sit there like god man these these people just have no they have no experience they don't i mean and and we we see that from all the stuff that they do outside of class too mm-hmm. you have the the two roommates that barry has are playing video games every single time we see them yeah uh, you know, if it's not that, they're probably at bars and stuff. They're that's, not. That's the only place that we see them. Yeah, yeah. they're not doing anything with their lives. And so. Sasha's at Lululemon, and that, that's yeah. that's about it, right? Yeah, uh, they, I've, you got to think there are a lot of people like this in Hollywood that are just delusional. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you see they don't want to put any of the work yeah. in. They go to one class, they come home and eat Doritos, smoke weed, and fucking play video uh-huh. games. And they don't have any talent, but they don't yeah. realize it. 
uh, and they don't have any drive. If they had any drive, they might at least make the room or something. But they don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's a there's a uh, stand up uh, thing that you guys should look up from David Cross, and I think it was back in 2002 uh, that he did this, um, where he talks about how delusional people are who go to Hollywood. Yeah. Thinking that he's like he's like he's like you know you're you know you I know you know there's this people out there who like they they grow up in like you know wichita falls or whatever and they were so good and brigadoon and then they <laughs> and they and they go to hollywood thinking they're going to be a star and they go straight there and like you know and then and i don't want to go through the whole thing but like he just t- he talks about how they go there and then then what you know they're not they're not good enough uh-huh. they're just not good enough and then they just stay there and then after a while they become those people on the sidewalk who are dressed up as Batman and crap yeah. around, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and it's what these actors are essentially. I mean, it's just another thing for them to do. It isn't really, they don't really mm-hmm. take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you could actually, that's evidence for Sasha half-assing her script, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. just like, well, I think that's probably good enough. And then she goes off to do something else. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Sally is now, has now made some changes to her, uh, abusive boyfriend story yeah uh, we see her on the steps like we saw her in the first episode mm-hmm. barry goes over to her and she says i i don't even know if i can do this uh i can barely say this stuff to you i would much less going on stage and saying this stuff and she's like i made some changes and he's like yeah i can see that mm-hmm. and uh the changes now is that she's no longer telling the boyfriend off and leaving she's mm. she's telling what the truth is which is after he yells at me i feel bad and then i wait for the apology yeah and the apology is what love is to me i love that line yeah yeah yeah, God. yeah. i wait for the apology well mm. we were talking about the the trauma and abuse like after effects especially yeah. when sam came back into the into the picture she paints the character paints and the creators paint such a great or such an honest portrait of the the the, the toll of an abusive relationship mm-hmm. No other show is going to go there. Like, even though it's a play within a show, no other show is going to reference that sort of trauma and that sort of response to it. Mm-hmm. And so by putting it as her part of her story, but on stage, it's just such an interesting, like it's it's like seeing uh, something through a refractory lens or something like that. You still see the actual object, but it's skewed a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. it takes a little bit of the, 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 the hit out of it until we see it at the very end. Yeah. I really honestly thought they go in there and they do the scene, right? That's mm-hmm. the next thing that happens. And it's powerful. And everyone's kind of dumbstruck. And she takes it as a negative reaction, but it, it's not. I personally watched that scene and felt like I had a better idea of what a relationship like that is like. Mm-hmm. Just taking that in a totally off level. Mm-hmm. It was such a powerful moment that I... I mean, I feel like I have a better idea of what an abusive relationship is like. Maybe I'm naive because this is a really sensitive no, I subject, think, but man, that was something. I think mm-hmm. for sure this is, uh, I mean, and we have uh, Emily Heller writing this mm-hmm. uh, this episode. Do we have a woman's perspective? So uh, I believe this is this is uh, sort of the classic type of signs of, of, yeah. of this type of relationship is that, um, is that, the what you what you define love as is different from what people in healthy relationships are in uh, uh, define it and then for her it's 
it's he's doing this because he loves me and then when he when he gets done with that and he says he says his apology i just want to get back to where it was and we go through this cycle and she knows it's going to happen again but the idea that the apology will come later is what drives it yeah there's one line in there oh maybe you already said it that i've never felt more loved than in that moment oh i didn't say that no yeah Yeah. do you remember this like she's that is that's a gut punch right Mm, there uh that she almost craves she knows what's going to come after the abuse Mm -hmm. and she will feel this tremendous amount of love and it's that's why the cycle does get repeated oh man i mean what fucking show is going to go there and create this sort of picture Mm -hmm. for a bunch of people like us that don't really have firsthand experience with that yeah it doesn't keep it black and white at all because even a character like sam who you uh, you know awful character but he does have that humanity to mm-hmm. him where he does legitimately feel bad yep Ugh. yeah right God. Yep. yeah that's hard when when everybody stares blank faced at her after this she she leaves and she's in front of the mirror and everything barry goes to to you know smooth it over and try to smooth it over and say so, you know he says exactly what happened you know they weren't ready for you to say that yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they're. That's why they were sitting there yes. like that. It wasn't because they thought it sucked, uh, or they didn't f- find it truthful. It's just that they did not expect it, and uh, and so now, what he says is, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this scene right, and it just it shows how what have you done for me lately happens in these type of things. Remember he was awesome in that Macbeth thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why they're back together in the first place. But ever since then, he's probably been phoning in performances like he always has. Mm -hmm. He's not getting to any particular level and everything. We've seen the genesis of this scene where he first, he couldn't even get to, to the point where he could even, say the lines yeah now he can say the lines but he says the says them mechanically uh he's not even getting into any kind of an emotional thing and when he says we're gonna get this scene right she's like you yeah you and me are gonna get this scene right she doesn't believe in him anymore she's back to being on her own bullshit (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's in her own head and in her own head there's no way for barry to get to that place when we know that he has yeah um but now Barry realizes, yeah, I probably haven't been giving this all of my all. And so he goes to Cousineau and he says, I really want to put all of my effort into Sam and, uh, and uh, I don't want to do my scene anymore. Right. And of course, Cousineau <laughs> is like, he's like, I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, he's like, you killed somebody and got away with it. And <laughs> he ends up saying that like four times. Yeah, he does. It's so, Imagine how many times he said it before because yeah, Barry know, says exactly, it back to exactly. him at the same time. There are a lot of, this is of course, you know, it's an emotionally wrenching episode with Sally stuff, but there is also some of the funniest stuff that I've laughed out loud yeah. at in this episode. Uh, Cousineau says i will always be there for you barry as long as we can get out of here in seven minutes uh-huh. and <laughs> he looks at his watch and you're like well maybe by like four o'clock or 30 minutes or- yeah, seven, seven minutes. minutes and so the so uh there is a great scene between Cousineau and barry at this point where Cousineau is in full i'm i'm committed to making you a good actor here when you're thinking about that scene in Afghanistan and how, you know, and, and this horrible thing that you did, you're not becoming that person. 
you're using it to inform this character. Yeah. And and like I said, I I in the I think it was the first season, uh some one of those episodes, you can actually watch these uh class scenes and like maybe even turn into a good actor. Yeah. Like it's yeah. almost like they I mean you're you would have to actually immerse yourself, but like there's some actual good lessons in these things. Absolutely. Yeah, you mm. are not because I think I said something earlier to where he's learning how to be a human yeah. through acting yes. when it should be the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And so he thinks that to get to that place, he has to become that human again. Yes. And this is the moment where I think it clicks. Finally. And and Gene like convinces him to to rewind it basically and take it the other way. You because want to be this one is human. You want to be thinking about that, but not become that, and just inform that into how you speak and everything. We're not hurting anybody. We're pretending, and and you know, you that's what you need to learn about this is finding a way to make pretending look real. Um, and then Kusano leaves. He's like, "I am so late for my escape room." Uh, what a great line! <laughs> oh my god, um, it's a tiny little thing. Tiny. He yeah. could have done anything at that yeah. point. Yeah, perfect. But he does right before that say, "I'm really glad you told me this story," which is yeah meaningful and kind of a rare moment for Gene to say something like that, to say something real like that. Mm-hmm. So. It is, and also we get the. This is the worst thing that you've ever done. He's like, this yeah. is definitely the yeah. worst thing. And you've he's ever like, done. thank God, <laughs> yeah, because Sam is a violent man and you are not, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, like everything gets kind of cringy. Yeah, like not as far as us, the audience watching the the thing, but like just knowing what Barry is thinking during all this stuff. It's like, oh my God, that hits hits so hard. Um, we have uh, we have some parallel things going on. Uh, so Barry is also finishing up his training with the chechens in this episode Mm -hmm. and they're looking competent yeah yeah they're doing all those drills behind them and everything where they're taking weapons yeah and uh and there's a point where like you know the yeah they're doing the the like the kick and the take the take the gun and all that and he's like yeah that's that's pretty good and Noah Hank is like, oh, it's about to go off. It's about to go off. And then there's like all the Chechens like do this dance or the circular dance around him, Such jumping up visual. and down. Uh, there's like two rings of it. And he's uh-huh. just, right and he's just standing there while Hank jumps up and down yeah. in front of him. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and there's a guy doing a backflip. Back <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then like, then like Hank gives him this like pin and he's like, you know, um, you know, our debt is paid and all this great mm-hmm. stuff. And an accordion player comes up and starts. Uh-huh. And uh, this is one of my favorite Noho Hank things, too. He's like, oh, fucking seriously. This uh-huh. is the all timer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you come over. It was a great moment. And you take the fucking accordion over here. It's like, hey, man, this was a great moment. And you fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery on fucked it is so awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, I just love you it. Whipped out your accordion and you fucked that moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I did actually watch the behind this, or the the after thing after yeah. this, and because I noticed not only at this point that Bill Hader's looking, you know, toward, yeah. away from yeah. the camera, uh-huh. and it's almost like again in the cable guy where Matthew Broderick is laughing at Jim Carrey and the chicken skin yeah, scene and yeah. all that. 
And uh, like he, I was like, is he laughing? And then when he gets to the car, like he's he's kind of like smiling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turns out like he was laughing he's too hard to actually. <laughs> yep. Try not to ruin the take by like turning his head. Yeah, that's not the only time they've had to do that sort of thing with when uh, Noho Hank is going off the the. Uh, they talked about like having to do some sound after effects when they were up there on the roof trying to kill him. Yeah. And all that a couple episodes ago. Uh-huh. So, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And this is this is classic. Yeah, it sounds like so much fun, and it, you know it sets up because the accordion player is playing during that whole ring yeah. scene and all yeah. that. But then it sets up what is a silly throwaway joke. Turns out to be important, yeah, to yeah. to not only the rest of the episode but the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. Uh, before Barry leaves, Meyerbeck comes up to him and tells yeah. him how much he means to him and everything. And Barry doesn't know how to take it at first. At first, I think he's like. At first, he's like, whatever. But then once the guy's like, I finally have a purpose with my life and everything. I have a purpose. You can see a smile on Barry's face as he gets in the car. He's like, I've never been revered before. Yeah. He's never really done a good thing. He may, he may, be, he may be conflicted. Thing. He may be yeah, conflicted he's about conflicted, it. Yeah. yeah. But he's a, he's a good actor. The, the kid that plays Meyerbeck is a really good actor. He's mm-hmm. got some good scenes in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Barry, Barry drives off going, you know, you know, you just see that tiny bit of a smile. Yeah. He waves. Uh-huh. He waves as uh, there's like a whole bunch of them waving at him in his rear view and everything. Meanwhile, we have uh, Fuchs on his quest to find. Moss's body. There's so much going on in this episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, it, this is completely aside from what the episode is probably telling me or anything, but uh, I got this weird sense of calm and peacefulness as Fuchs went up to that dock and he has that, he has that, you know, that uh, uh, satchel on him, mm-hmm. on his back and he's got the water mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't have anything to do today other than walk around this area and look for the body of detective Moss. You know, (laughs) there's some, there's something, uh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous because his, his, uh, his uh, actions are nefarious and everything, but I, there's something about like that, what that, when we first see him walk up to the dock, I was like, man, I want to be looking for something out in the woods, just walking around in the woods (laughs) and whatever today, you know? It is nice they set it up like that, but the way it plays in the episode, they switch and they show that the uh, lake house for the first time since episode eight, and my blood kind of went cold. It's Mm -hmm. like, Oh. Is that the first time they've shown it? I think that's wow. the first time they've shown wow. it since, and it just you know gave me goosebumps. It's like oh mm. dang, yeah. It, and then and then then he, Fuchs is walking around all like ah, he's in that tactical gear and all that. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny because as it unfolds, it shows his obsession. Like he's not just out for a stroll, and then when it gets dark, like he's going to come back and then go back the next day. He's singularly focused because this is the way that he's chosen to undercut Barry. Yeah, yeah. I love they go and he finds the tire tracks mm-hmm. and you first think, oh, he's onto something. He He's walking, walking down. First of all, how did the cops not yeah, see Yeah, that's my this first thought. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck, dude? Uh-huh. We talked about that in that first episode. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it really like, they really just completely just decided we're not going to look for her yeah, at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, they cut away. You know, this episode is all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they come back a couple of minutes later 
and he is walking back and he's back to the start yeah. where the tire tracks first start and then he realizes he doesn't know what he's doing. No, yeah. he, he yeah. has no clue. He almost, yeah. he almost looks like a like a gold prospector with uh, that hat on like uh, and he's like mm-hmm. he's making all these sounds like he's camped out outside with like a tent he can't put up or something crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't remember exactly what it is. Yeah, he's it's just like, like the, huddled. He's like just huddled yeah. and, and they're like animal noise and he's like crying he's like he's like ah, ah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and there's a point where he falls like a huge like long hill he he falls and hits this ditch and he and he finds this sewer pipe and then god he literally just falls ass backwards and yeah things. yeah it's just it's almost again like, he's come out and found something yeah it's almost like the show wants to put the character fuchs through physical pain oh, as yeah. much as possible because oh, he gets yeah. his He's ass a punching beat. bag he gets his tooth filed he gets he bit gets, he gets <laughs> yeah. bit he gets all kinds of shit <laughs> and now and now that 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 falling scene it's like homer like on the yeah. side yeah. Of the thing boom, where boom, he boom, keeps boom. going and going well, and going. it was all it was reminiscent of me because bill Hader's also in that movie hot rod oh yeah and hot rod <laughs> has a big long <laughs> falling great. scene although it's way more exaggerated right. and ridiculous than this is but uh, but that it reminded me of that. Um, uh, so yeah, he's on that quest, and um, uh, now now Barry is armed with this that knowledge that he needs to go back into this the, into character when he does the scene. He's on stage, and he again is kind of doing it mechanically again. He's back to his old self. He's sort of forgotten about all this. It might be a little bit better mm. than what the the reading has been and everything, but it's still not there. And Sally is not is not responding to it and everything. And he gets about half, you know, like a quarter of the way into it. And he's like, can it kind of reset? Mm-hmm. And this is when he goes back and he goes to the Afghanistan, the, the Korngal thing, the Detective Moss thing, all of that. And then when he turns and he's like, you know, who's that guy you were dancing with? It's completely different. And Cousineau, mm-hmm. like it, who's all, half asleep, yeah. is like, whoa, wait a minute. He may mm-hmm. have gotten to this spot. He may have gotten to this place that he needs to go. It's really interesting that he only wants to do the Gorengal thing. That's what that's what Gene has to put into his head. That's what he's trying to use, and he can't help but have Janet Moss pop into there. She is in his head, and he turns around, and he tries to do it again, and she comes in again into that. And yes, it gets him into the moment, but Janice is still haunting him. It's so. What's really crazy is that we we see the shots go into her torso, but we don't see her face. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you hear there's the, she's, she's dead. He killed her. But they, they keep holding back like the yeah. ultimate reveal of seeing her in full getting I don't, killed. I don't, I don't think they're ready to just do that. Like, I think they wanted to leave it, the, the door slightly open in case in season three, they needed to bring her back. Yeah. 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 And you see the bullets go in maybe not life-threatening areas and stuff like that. But anyway, the, the act of whatever he does gets him all the way into rage zone. Mm-hmm. And man, fucking Bill Hader. God damn it. Yeah. Once, it's just amazing. Once he gets into that, he's mm-hmm. he's he's all in on Sam and he starts he starts saying the stuff right. And he's he's 
uh, not only saying it with emotion, but he's reacting to how she's reacting and it's making it a whole like beautiful music thing. Up yeah, on he's the sc- adding stuff to it. Like, yeah. Different lines of dialogue. He, and throwing the he table. even throws the table and the, but there's, I, there's a, another great thing too, is when he's like, who is that guy? And, and instead of waiting, instead of waiting completely for the line to come out, which is the real mechanical way of acting, she is in the middle of an argument. Yeah. So like when he says, who's that guy? And he's still, he's still speaking. He's like, I never met that. So you met him before, like in the middle of what mm-hmm. he's saying that that's real acting there. That's yeah. like not, you know, because yeah, it's easy when you're, when you're novice at that type of thing that. I have my line. They need to shut up while I do my line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then I will do my line right after that. And then they will do theirs. This one is an actual argument that's going on here. Um, and they do this scene beautifully, and Sally is back on back on the berry train. Yeah. Boy, and boy, when, when they do the choking scene, mm-hmm. like they do the whole thing mechanical where what is they put the arm yeah, in the hand it. in the hand to yeah. block it, but then he's really choking her that's what i got out of that oh, that think? she is actually i'm yeah i mean it's enough that he is in a dangerous angry place he's not again yeah he's using that thing but he's kind of not acting he is in a bad place mm-hmm. and he is a little crazy and he actually grabs her and grabs her neck and i feel like when she falls down she has like a deeper breath that you would good. expect there's a little bit of real choking there that works great for the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it could be half and half. I know that yeah. I know that I never I didn't get that from the scene mainly because of the mechanical nature of it. He puts his arm out and his hand outstretched and then she walks it's into a pause. Yeah. 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 And, and and that's why I don't get the idea that he's actually doing any choking, but could be half and half. She yeah. makes it look it, like it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. And she's yeah, what this scene goes beautifully um and yeah she's back on like oh yeah barry's 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 my partner in crime on this and everything uh the agent just happens to be there when Mm -hmm. when uh when she does the scene and uh and uh Lindsay's like you know i just is this is this what you've been uh turning auditions down for and she's like yeah like and she's like uh well this is really good and Mm -hmm. she's just sort of this germ of an idea that this is the thing that she needs to be pursuing is this this writing and acting thing and <laughs> and and everything uh and uh what's her name uh oh natalie natalie comes yeah. up and is like uh, i'm sorry you can't uh you can't audit this class for free and all that and it's like, i'm sorry i'm Lindsay. i'm i'm her agent from gersh and she goes enchante <laughs> it's hilarious she's been blowing sally's been blowing off all these auditions mm-hmm. presumably decent ones when she worked all this time to get an agent and like uh-huh. some sort of representation and now she's so focused on this but for that audition she was going to be benicio del toro's wife mm-hmm. again <laughs> yeah. she was just going to be the wife or the secretary <laughs> or whatever <laughs> small sidekick Lindsay role. over the end of the line says it's benicio del toro's wife so i'm assuming she drinks <laughs> yeah <laughs> period uh-huh <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Yeah, by the way. I don't yeah. either. <laughs> is that is that a dig at Benicio del Toro from Bill Hader? Yeah, or, or does is it a dig at wives who people played his wives before? <laughs> I I kind of took it like this is a one dimensional character. She's a wife who drinks. So that's yeah. the whole character. Yeah. So, yeah, which is not what she wants. Um, and uh, so it, we leave that scene to uh, Fuchs actually finally making a breakthrough. <laughs> he yeah. finds the car. 
and uh and you're like oh shit now he's found the car and um it's got like little branches on it again little it, branches on yeah it. yeah uh with all that trouble like you'd think that he would you think he would thorough. at least go back or something and do something more thorough or move the body or something i don't know maybe you, you just I guess so thought about but it. i mean he he does this in the span of what how long are they asleep maybe like five six hours or something like that he has the conversation with moss presumably kills her drags her body to the the car then hides the car and he's back before sally wakes up mm -hmm. back and showered before yeah. she wakes yeah. up so like you know it's it's almost like he did all that circumventing and stuff like that to get the car parked and maybe he didn't have enough time to cover it up uh, you know successfully but you're right why didn't he go back and, and finish the job yeah that's that's what I was thinking. I I don't know. Maybe he's just not a good enough planner for that. Maybe that's yeah, future normal. That's normally. true. That's very so. that's very Barry. And yeah. and and more uh, along the lines of you know is Detective Moss possibly still alive and everything. Remember, you know when he when he made that confession uh, when Loach was in the hotel and everything. Uh, Barry is talking to Fuchs, and Barry might have actually lied or at least thought that. Uh, she was dead or whatever when he said when i killed moss so we have this idea that m because he admitted it then that she must be dead but he also thought that uh ronnie proxen was dead too and yeah, told him true. that he yeah. was dead yes so yeah, they're, they're, they have left that door ajar and even as you get through the end of the season that door is still ajar i know mm -hmm. and it's fascinating because she She's totally dead. Like every sign points to her being dead. Yeah. And maybe just to like subvert our expectations, maybe she actually is dead. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that they're not completing the story mm -hmm. is very cool, I think. Like I said, I think I think they're just they're trying to keep it open cuz if they if they're in the writers room for season 3 and they come up with a revelation, mm -hmm. that's what they they want to be able to come back to that yeah. and they don't want to say yeah, she's completely dead because then that that shuts off like potential creative avenues later on. Especially how great that character and that actress is mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 final scene is uh, is uh, is Cousineau in in that restaurant where he had his first date with uh, with Moss, and he's got an he's even got an extra wine glass yeah, out yeah. for, and he orders the chicken a la king uh and um knows the waiter by the first name so mm -hmm. he's been there a lot a lot yeah uh -huh. um and uh tells the waiter like we take that that glass away and i guess m most of the time he just leaves it there yeah and probably just yeah. walks away but now he's getting to the point of the acceptance phase yeah. yeah and um and so like that wine glass gets taken away we move back and we see that fuchs is in the restaurant too in another booth and he's like, I'll have what that guy's having. Mm -hmm. And that's how we end that episode. Yeah. yeah. And the only other chunk that we didn't cover is the uh is the Hank stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Well, let's get let's get to that. So Hank uh is ready to take on these Burmese uh oh what the hat? <laughs> he puts on the beret, <laughs> he puts on the hat. in the fucking mirror and, and he's checks like, his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's and he's telling one of his guys like to make sure that they have their shoestrings tied. He's like it's, it's like it's uh it's uh it's uh was it it's not only uh uh professional or whatever, but it's it's all it's not professional, but it's also embarrassing <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Uh run into Esther 
and uh and uh <laughs> this is just the per- perfect cartoony reveal yes it is Cristobal comes up from behind <laughs> Esther uh-huh. and uh, and then accordion guy still holding the accordion, the accordion yes uh-huh. <laughs> he's like accordion guy accordion guy uh, uh, ratted us out uh-huh. and, and, uh, and so now Hank and all of his guys are like uh, are captured and uh, and the way that's another classic Anthony Kerrigan line where he's like, oh, he, he calls him by his name. He's like the fucking accordion player yeah, sold us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's with the you know the guy that's still injured from Barry's shooting him and everything. Yeah, it's, oh, it's beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So that that ends the that part of the uh, the Hank story, and we will see where that leads in the next episode. Um, all right. Anything else that we need to say about this? I think that's it. I think we covered a whole lot happening that, in that episode. Well, well that, rewatching it, I was like, hold on. When, how are they going to have time to get to this? Because I knew what was being set up. I was like, holy. Yeah. It's only still like 37 minutes Dude, or something like I that. I was just, I was thinking, uh, watching this episode as it ended, I was like, this still has to happen. This still has yeah. to happen. This yeah. still has uh-huh. to happen. This still has to happen. There's like all these different things and it's going to be fit in the last two episodes. Two episodes. But, mm. but none of it feels rushed to me. This episode didn't feel rushed to me, even though there's a zillion different plot points going on. Uh, I think we had time for that detour with Ronnie Lilly. Mm. And I think, you know, it's perfectly paced. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. But in some of the later episodes, I thought maybe there are a couple things rushed. We'll- oh, are you mm. rushing or are you dragging? Mm. That's a whiplash. You need to watch more movies, Mike. Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> I like TV shows. I watch a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody watches as many movies as you guys do. My yeah, God. That's, that's very, very true. Yeah. There are movies that I watched last week I've already forgot. <laughs> um, okay, well, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, where can people come find us, Barrett? Go to Twitter. At uh, now starting is uh, our official Twitter handle. You can also go to at Music Video Sends, where I'm parked. I uh, have a fancy new logo for Pride Month, by the way. Um, and you can go to SoundCloud and uh, comment there. Let us know what you think about this episode. And you let us think what you think about uh, our interpretation of this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Barrett Sharon, Mike Hester. We'll see you next time. I seriously can listen to that on repeat.